When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? Well, it's a good day to be a prince with what we're talking about. That's right. of course, Cinderella. Yeah, you gotta kiss the old Sleeping Beauty. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the Disney Podcast. I forgot who we were talking about. (laughs) But we have a great guest on today. Let's get him right in the mix, uh, because we got a a lot to cover. Uh, James Matters here today. How are you, James? Gentlemen, what a pleasure, man. It's great to see <laughs> you, brother. Thanks for coming. We were just talking about golf. We're doing the old pitch and putt right after this. I'm very excited. It's going to be a good... I'm sunburned as hell. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. But we played... I'm having a very... Antonio's out of town for the like a few days, and I'm having a very like recreational... I played wiffle ball all day on Sunday, and then I'm I'm golfing. You've been a man of leisure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see the wiffle ball bat. Yeah. I'm like... And in my head, I'm like... Has it been used? And then you 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 just that's use to that pro- right there. That's to protect our home. <laughs> I hope you should. I sl- yeah, I sleep with that under the bed. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, We're not allowed to have guns in New York, so I use a wiffle ball. Bat. <laughs> it's the old school bat too. We used to be such psychopaths in Vegas. Do you all remember like the big? It was like a. a oh, keep a, that on. Sorry, the rounder. <laughs> it's a rounder, uh, wiffle ball bat, and it was black. And you would we would cut the top. Oh yeah, to Jimmy it full of paper. <laughs> oh. Pop the shit. Oh, that's interesting. So you should know where my boys stand on the steroid. Uh, <laughs> Put them all in the Hall of Fame. Some- we were cheating as children in wiffle ball. <laughs> Doctor that shit up. Bring Emery board back. Put on the fucking ball. You could just bring a fucking regular bat. <laughs> Use the regular. F- we would have broke the wiffle ball. That's the problem. Yeah, that actually is not a bad idea. Maybe I'll do that with this bat. Just fill them with Jimmy me. <laughs> Jimmy it up, B. Oof, but we're going to uh, yeah, going to the pitch and putt. James just asked if there were cart curls. I, st- <laughs> I didn't think. I'm still waking up. It's on my third sip of energy drink. I'm like, and then the look of you, you're so you two are so nice to me, and we're friends. And so there was a bit of if, if this guy wasn't our friend Mattern, we would go real hard. No, there was a bit of no, no. a nice little pause and a smile, like it's pitch and putt. There's no cart curls, and I processed it. And my thought was like, you guys should be meaner to me. No, I. No. God well, damn. The only reason I even bring it up is that <laughs> Tommy pointed out, he said, there are no car girls. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a lady on that course. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we, had a, we had a very fun conversation. Yeah. That's in music. This videos. is, why I, brought, yeah, this is yeah. why I brought it in. So we start yeah. talking to this old guy who I think uh, lives there. Yeah, he'll probably be there today. <laughs> yeah. He gave us tips on how to sneak beer in, and I was like, I think we got he it. Was a, he was a lifer, but he, yeah. was, he started talking to us. 
And then all of a sudden, first he's talking about the golf course, which is, you know, the thing we can all talk about. He said, there. Yeah, he yeah. said his buddy has a course record. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Then he starts talking about, yeah, you know, I used to be in a Rolling Stones cover band. Yep. <laughs> <We're> like, what? <laughs> I don't know what, I don't remember how he got from A to B. I don't think, I think he just kind of know that. He goes, yep, I was Mick. You know me. <laughs> you know how I roll. Like, we just met you, brother. We're just waiting on fucking Brent's going to get here. <laughs> that is so married with children. Yeah. That yes. is so five touchdowns. <laughs> Yes. Game three. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Like absolutely. Random young boys, young dudes at a golf <laughs> yep. course. Could, hey, uh, you could sneak beer in this way. Also, yo, I used to crush satisfaction. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what? You should hear me do brown sugar. No, we shouldn't, dum dum. <laughs> We're just trying to get a couple licks in. Bro. <laughs> it was so funny, Tiggs, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, I saw the stones. I saw the stones way back in the back in '81. Like, well, they've been around for a long yeah. time in '81. Uh, nobody oh, knew who they were. <laughs> they weren't peaking in '81. No. Nobody <laughs> knew what they were at that point. Oh my god, we had nigh. <laughs> what are you bragging about at that point? Yo, yeah. I saw I saw Jimmy Page solo in '87. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? I saw Cinderella in 96. <laughs> that, that, that's possible. That's hey, possible. I know, I know. No, but... Uh, a county fair problem, unfortunately. <laughs> did, did, he say, did he say Journey got booed? So Journey opened for them and yeah. got booed off the stage. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were probably incredibly feminine for that mm-hmm. Stones audience in 81. Mm-hmm. The Stones were still the Stones kick-ass who were banging your underage sister and we're snorting and shooting and we don't give a shit. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, all the cool stuff. We played a concert. I mean, there was, this is, what, 11 years after someone died at their concert, which oh, they shit. hate, yeah. but there was a stigma of coolness to that mm. to the fans. The Stones are so dope, motherfuckers die. Yeah. Yeah, right. killed the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that documentary about that, about Altima. It's shelter? fucking crazy, yeah. Oh. It's, it's hard good. to go out and have a smile after that. Like, <laughs> yeah. if your lady wants to meet up, it's not going to be fun after <laughs> hey, that. Hey, you want to go out and have a smile? <laughs> <laughs> have a smile. The car Come girls on. will be there, James. Come have a smile. <laughs> <laughs> so were you all in on, like, 80s, 80s hair metal, that kind of stuff? Was that your scene oh, back then? So I am older than y'all. Um, I was there for that, all that uh, fun MTV shit. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's such a weird thing. Uh, I've come back to these roots of my youth now. Uh, you, I make like a playlist every week. It really helps me like to be present and it's fun. And I realize my attraction is hair metal and then like the grunge alty stuff. So that mm-hmm. I'm, I have a foot in each in door. Both. Yeah, it's really weird when that shit happened. I loved it and it killed glam. And we all had to hate it for a long time. <laughs> and then there became like a kitsch like a retro love of it and Mm. i i realized don't be ashamed for loving the first couple motley crew records Mm. and don't be ashamed for liking cinderella and now it's full-on fun i was in la i was on tommy i was in uh uh, Tom, uh, LA oh, like yeah, five weeks ago. Tom yeah, I this. realized, whoa, we got a lot of confusion here. <laughs> five weeks ago, we're in LA for something, and I'm with my boy, and he rented a convertible Mustang. And I go, if we're going to be here, and we're going to be in these streets, and this is the energy, um, we're only listening to Hair Nation on Sirius XM. I go, if this fucking changes once, I'm breaking your fucking hand. Hell yeah. He's the one driving. It's his money. I'm yeah. just the dumb dumb with him. Dude. And it was great, and it inspired me again. I'm like, this is fun, and it's fun. This music's really fun. How do I put this? If you're not dumb, bless you. It's loved if you're dumb. And I'm not saying I'm smart, but I'm not. If you're not, like you guys are intelligent boys. Listening to old hair metal, glam metal, and 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 laughing at how ridiculous the lyrics. That someone right. wrote these lyrics. Right. Like I was listening to '80s Kiss yesterday. All hell's breaking loose. 
he, they should be put in jail for those lyrics. <laughs> Paul Stanley's impersonating a black guy on the street. What is this? What is that? I'm like, what are you doing, Paul? But it's hilarious that he thought he was saying something. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful era to listen to now with hindsight as comedians in that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, even like uh, in the, I mean, any. Any loud like ballads are always gonna have dumbass lyrics, but also listening to Nobody's Fool today, uh, maybe it's because it's this is earlier than we normally record, sure. so I was a little like lo- I usually am up till three every night, yeah, so yeah. Uh, if I wake up at like ten, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm a zombie or yeah, whatever, yeah. and I was just listening to Nobody's Fool, and there's something so pathetic about wow. just screaming. No, 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 I'm not saying it's a bad song, but just him going. Yes. <laughs> Nobody's the way food. they sing. Yes, that is. A, so this is a band that is now almost considered decent, like yeah. good. Like even Klosterman has said it. Like they're really kind of a good blues band. If it, and if all that '80s shit wasn't happening, yeah, they might have gone another direction. They could have uh-huh. been more of like a Stonesy, uh, like how Aerosmith type band. Yeah, like yeah. you think about the left turn that turns like a band from Aerosmith to fucking Dawkins. Like it's just a, it's a slight turn, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Well, yeah, I was reading a bunch about how they the timing of their first record was so pivotal in them hitting, and then it kind of fucked them too because they wanted to be more bluesy, and then the '90s just fucked them. They were so not relevant by the time that came around. It's crazy, and yeah. and, and I think Tom Kiefer actually said some things in some songs, but when you like. You're not wrong when you. Woo, it's tough I'm to not, take. It's not even me shitting on it. It's, 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 the, it's not him. Valid. It's the style. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> and being called Cinderella. Yeah, and dressing like that. Even though they're like four dudes from Philly who will pop you in the mouth. Right. Right. <laughs> Straight up. Sure. No, they seem like bad. I mean, they're all like. Well, Tom Kiefer was like a a drug addict in high school, I guess, and then got clean. Uh, but then. I was reading about the other guy. What's his name? Joe. Uh, Joe oh, Jeff Labar. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, who was like, who was like, yeah, I was fucked up all, all, the whole time, and nobody really cared except for he told. It's kind of a tragic fucking thing because this is like, it's it, it's what you have to go through as a musician. It seems like from this era to stay touring is sad a little bit like you got to be on cruise ships and like which is fine like we we do cruise ships and so our friends do cruise ships but it's like having to be on like the what is it like the power of rock cruise ship or whatever (laughs) and then he talks about how he just like from boozing just like passed out in front of everybody at this cruise ship and they like like it was embarrassing and he fucking lost they were like yeah it's over like this is the end it's so weird how like um I drink a bit. We, we all like sure. throw down a little, and sometimes the cart like, girls are coming around. You gotta, you gotta get a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Where are them cart girls? <laughs> yeah, you have fun, and, and sometimes I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a I'm a real pirate, ain't I? And I realize not even a these yeah. fuckers drink <laughs> yeah. to forget that they how big they once were. Yes. think about that. Yeah, and that now they have like 16 different alimonies and kids mm-hmm. who ate them. Yeah, from 17 different mothers, and now they're on the princess twat or whatever they're on <laughs> what's crazy is i have never done a cruise i was supposed to do disney cruises and then you know the troubles came in 2020 mm-hmm. and i i mean would have gotten helicoptered off after one day <laughs> i was supposed cruise. to say the disney cruise <laughs> did you hear how i was trying to helicopter was just a fart you just said like the ss twat it's like a, the first pull you had for a boat and then <laughs> 
Moana, she's a bitch, huh? <laughs> and they come in. Hey, guys. Um, I, I, I also I fill in for uh, Big J a lot on uh, STR podcast, mm-hmm. Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, and, and Ralph's the main host, and he always talked about sh- uh, ship rocked. I don't know if I'm going to go there. And I'm like, please get I dream of being on a boat with Cinderella and Winger and these assholes. That to me is a dream. And they're going to drink themselves to death and pass out. And I'm like, guys, can I get the email today? Can I get the fucking call? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, watching a little documentary about Cinderella. And so the first thing, though, when they texted, they said they were from Philly. First, I was surprised just because thinking, I just think like Sunset Strip. And it's like Philly is the opposite energy of that. But when I heard they're from Philly, I was like, these guys are either going to love Bon Jovi or fucking despise Bon Jovi. And it turned out that he discovered them. He discovered them. And they were like good friends. It's wild because so Gene Simmons also, like before, before John Bon Jovi, they got an offer to be part of some label that was to do with uh simmons and they turned it down and then yeah john bon jovi was uh saw them at a philly club when he was doing an album and uh and popping around and they were doing the club scene and then uh he saw them and told his a and r guy like hey you got to see these guys and the a and r guy was like yeah they're good but they gotta lose i think their drummer and then maybe their other second guitar player or something like that so crazy how that was a thing back in the Yeah, day. you could just be like, fuck. Now you don't yeah. care. Yeah. Your drummer could have one arm, three arms, <laughs> two eyes, four eyes, nothing. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter. And back then, in the 80s, oh, I think it's too bad. Like, it, it, that's such a huge thing. Everything yeah. was image, especially with MTV. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so Bon Jovi also, um, I believe, helped discover Skid Row, took them on tour. Mm-hmm. Oh. Think about Skid Row, I remember as a kid, open for Bon Jovi. Can you imagine your mom? Like, Bon Jovi, even then, your mom would take you. They weren't cool. Yeah, I had yeah. a Bon Jovi hat and got beat the fuck up. <laughs> they weren't cool. Can you imagine your mom, your family, all these cute girls, the same audience as Madonna at the same time, yeah. going to see Bon Jovi, and the opening act is playing Youth Gone. Do you realize how heavy Youth Gone Wild was for, like, a nine-year-old then? Like, there was heavier stuff. I mean, there was Slayer, mm. but you weren't seeing Slayer on... Yeah. So you're gonna see them and a girl's lipstick and denim jackets and and slave to the grind comes. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And also, Gene Simmons has tried to do that ruse a million times. Yeah. I'm reading nothing but a good time right now. Ironically, that's another reason why I'm like, let's do a hair band. Oh hell yeah. yeah! It's a fun. Everyone out there, it's a fun oral history. You read the chapters in ten seconds. It's the best. Um, it's about all these bands and Sunset Strip. But Gene Simmons tried doing this shit with Van Halen too. He comes in, oh, you're great. Hey, I'll sign you to this and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and I'm gonna change your fucking name. Yeah. I forget oh, if he was gonna change shit. Cinderella's name, but he wanted Van Halen to be called Daddy Longlegs. No, <laughs> no, how not no. awesome that would have been. Daddy Longlegs. That, that is so funny. Coming up next, a twofer of Daddy Longlegs, Ice Cream Man, and Jamie's crying. <laughs> they make him uh, change their last name to Daddy Longlegs too. Like, oh, you're Alex Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Rest in peace, Eddie Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> Oh, 
God. Um, Before yeah. we start playing the music, I do want to play. I found this from my uh, YouTube viewing that they did this hot dog commercial. Oh, yes. That I really yeah, wanted yeah. to play. Um, <laughs> and, and you guys did more research. I was just We had to do a little. Either. We had to it do a little. Because I didn't day, know man. anything about Cinderella until uh, last night. So this is fun. I'm glad that we... Because <laughs> yeah. on my way here, I'm like, should we have done Van Halen? But no, I was like, no, I feel like great. all these other hair metal bands have probably been done by you guys. So no, like, we haven't done like I any like hair metal. Yeah. No, this was a good one. I didn't really know anything about them either. So this is a commercial they did for Pets Chili Dogs in Philly. Hell yeah. This is why the 80s Amazing. should burn in hell. <laughs> but it's also the best. And every documentary and every everything's just 80s, 80s all the time, Kitsch. And there's a reason why. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> the, the cocaine in the 80s was on cocaine. Is that a, like, it, 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 it's just so insanity. I lived through this shit. But as a kid, part of me is like, how lucky am I that I wasn't an adult? Right. Dead or corny? <laughs> yeah. People did so much coke, they're corny for the rest yeah. of their life. <laughs> yep. That's really funny. <laughs> that you, just you're just like, yeah, you're just done. Yeah. That's great. Uh, all right. Let's listen to some music. Let's I'm get so into it. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to go in the order you sent, I think. I think that's the, maybe the way to do it. Um, Beautiful. So the first song on this playlist you sent over is called Shake Me. It's a big hit, guys. This might have been the first song we heard in the car on Hair Nation, me and Emilio in LA. <laughs> Driving through Crenshaw. Oh, shit. Yeah, big statement there. <laughs> Come downstairs. You know what's funny? When I was listening to this, I was like, this reminds me of ACDC for some yeah. reason. I'm like, he literally sang Shake, Shake Me All Night, night Long. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hilarious. It I is. didn't realize that. I was thinking about that when I was listening to it earlier, and it's like, I don't know. Like, this was such a like. 80s, 70s thing shaking as yeah. sex, which is like, that is not like a hot thing now. I never, nobody's ever like, yeah, shake me, bitch. Like, it's not like, it's just weird. <laughs> it's like a line of Robocop. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, shook me all night long. And then this, it's like, shaking does not sound, that's not what I associate oh with sex. How many shake songs are there? <laughs> There's Shaken by Eddie Money. <laughs> yep. You all know that one? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. That yeah. crazy yeah, yeah. drum brawl at the beginning. Yeah. The tumble. 
Shake, 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 senora. That's a Beetlejuice. So I'll never watch that movie the same again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. So that was the first single. Yeah, yep. but it was not the thing that got them on the maps. Uh, they, it didn't take off, and so the uh, label immediately shifted gears and put started pushing Nobody's Fool, which was their first one to take off, uh, their first big hit. But this was this song did not uh, did not chart. Uh, when it came out, and so they were, they went into bozo mode, <laughs> and they were like, "Shit, we gotta, we gotta switch it up." And they, uh, <laughs> they had successful, or they had success with nobody's fool, and don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, I do want to put like the first five seconds of the music video in case anyone who doesn't know the band like we didn't before mm-hmm. does not is wondering, did they lean in, lean in to the name Cinderella? Yeah, <laughs> because yes, they do. They open the video with a uh, Cinderella sweeping a room, and then the wicked stepsisters come in, yep. and this is what they say. Is it? Oh, so sad. We're going to the Cinderella concert and you have to stay home. Bye. Damn. Damn, that's fucked up. They're in several videos. <laughs> yes. They're at least yeah. in, in Nobody's Fool. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I'll admit this before you even play Nobody. I have um, spent many nights... <laughs> Watching that video, I love it. I used to, my last day job was the Hard Rock Cafe. And when I started in 06, they still played more rock videos. And mm-hmm. that would come on on my sad-ass Sunday night shift. It was one night shift I was stuck with, so I couldn't do stand-up. I'm stuck there. And that would come on. It was my bastion of joy. I don't know how it snuck into the playlist in 06 between Britney Spears and horse shit. And it was wonderful. I would go home sad. I'd watch that video. I love it, and I have thought numerous times, boys, too many times to to admit publicly with uh, and not feel bad about it. So I feel horrible, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. I wonder where the fuck those two actresses. Yeah, are. I want to know their fa- do they have families? What did they did they de- did they get side hustles at Vivid Video? And I'm just not um, recognizing them now. Like, what was their? Yeah. Op- I want I want a behind the video. I want to know where these ladies are. The main actress, I'm sure, is fine. She's mm-hmm. probably. Married to a finance guy. That's like you always find out when you Google them. Yep. But those two I'm intrigued by. I want to know where the stepsisters of the videos are. If anyone has a lead, let me know. Yeah, I mean, hey, please write in. If you know right where in. These, hey, if you're those girls, write in. Write um, in. Give the note to the cart girl. Yes. And the cart girl will deliver this to us. Come on. God damn it. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, nobody's. Oh wait, what do I got here? Uh, is this Graham K. Bailing? It is. That's yep. Son of a I son of a. It. That's fine. Uh, all right, let's see here. Nobody's fool. I'm gonna cry.
that's the part I was like, I'm no fool. It's utterly ridiculous <laughs> and wonderfully <laughs> spectacular at the same time. <laughs> I was not that it's a bad song. I was surprised this was such a hit. It's a long ass song. It's long. It's, it's like it's o- it's over. F- uh, no, it's four forty seven. I thought it was five. Maybe it was just because they keep repeating. <laughs> no, there's a lot of rep- repetition. It's so. This is one reason I like them though too. Well, I think they they stand out. Is they're dark. Like that's a. I mean, it's about. So you know the old rule then. Second mm-hmm. second single is a power ballad. I mean, it's just everyone had to do right. it. But this. Like that's a dark song, and their first two records, really cool album titles. If you think about it, for a band that's different than the rest, Night Songs. Mm-hmm. These are songs from the night. <laughs> what was the worst statement, that or the Carker? As I said it, but like it comes from like this darkness. We're from the streets. This wild shit going on in the eighties. Maroon Five. These are songs about Jane. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Long Cold Winter. Dark. It's just the sadness. I, and I love. I should just walk out now. I'm taking the wiffle ball back with me. I'm shoving it up my anal hole. Songs about night. <laughs> songs about. I sound like I'm in a parody movie about this shit. Like I'm pitching to the A and R guy. Look, this album's called Night Songs. These are songs about night. We didn't have day back then. Ladies, shit. Oh, uh, that's great. Didn't call uh, it the Sunrise Strip, I'll tell you that no, much. <laughs> what if that was parallel? <laughs> what if they changed Hollywood Boulevard to Sunrise Strip? <laughs> if you guys want to go there and be cheery, <laughs> you want to go out for a smile. <laughs> I'm just calling back my own the whole time. Uh, in uh, in the Song Facts interview with Tom Kiefer, he explained that song. That's something I think everyone can relate to. In life, there is the falling in love, and then there's the falling out of love. There are songs for both experiences, and nobody's fool is certainly the song for the falling out of love experience. I would say that this. Uh, I would say. That was not written for any one particular person. I'd been through that several times prior to writing that song. A lot of times the emotions of songs are cumulative. That's not one particular experience, but the culmination of many. So there you go. Um, I've cried to one specific girl over and over. To that song. <laughs> and you guys probably know her. I won't name oh, it here, shit. but yes. One of the stepsisters? <laughs> <laughs> she came into my life like a bastion of light. Would that be amazing? I mean, she's probably, what, about seven years older than me? At this point, who cares? Would be phenomenal. If I, if she's, if this be, if I end up falling in love with one of the stepsisters... <laughs> Who, can we just really be blunt here? Who, at this point, right? Who can, yeah, I who clearly have masturbated that's to in my I youth. Thought, that's what I thought you were going to admit to early. <laughs> I was waiting for that to... <laughs> I mean, if, if, can we write this movie? Can we get this story? And in, yes. And in this yeah, that's movie, a movie I can't wait to see. You yes. jacking off to this music video. Yes. I'll still... I won't even play myself, because let's be honest, they won't let me. Um, but I'll play the A&R guy. Or I'll play the manager going, these are songs about the night. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as James Madden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, get it in. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's, all right. Um, let's hear Let's hear something. It says that this uh, charted at number 13. Uh, which is still a big deal. that People don't realize that it these songs, like these bands were big, but they 
they, not everything was like a top five hit. Right. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful that really were big overall, but that was a big thing. To get to number 13 then, yeah. huge. I found a quote from Kiefer that made me laugh because uh, he does seem like a he seems like a cool guy, but uh, it was it was from his uh, from his artist facts on here, and uh, it was that um, he wanted to uh, you know he wanted to make music, and so he learned uh, it says inspired by his heroes, the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin, uh, Kiefer started writing songs. Kiefer stated, "Why do they get to make records?" It's because they have their own songs, and you're gonna need that before you get an opportunity to make a record. <laughs> like, so yeah, no wild. shit, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, let's hear the next song on this playlist. We've teased it enough. Uh, let's hear "Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone." The big one. I found an interesting story about this song. Uh, I read an article called The Story Behind Cinderella's Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Uh, So uh, Kiefer wrote this when they were on there at at a high point about what if it all goes away? That would fucking suck. (laughs) And uh, little did he know (laughs) what was soon to come. But uh, he says I was – yeah, it was – on an absolute high back then, we were working on uh, we were working with Andy Johns, the legendary producer of the Rolling Stones and Free, on our debut album Night Songs, and things could scarcely have gotten any better. It was while driving to the studio in Gladwin, uh, Pennsylvania, during the recording of Night Songs that Kiefer was struck by the idea of a song. Little did he know that it was destined to become a self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he uh so he's he's all excited. He sits down at the piano to record and uh cue the arrival of Andy Johns, keen to crack on with the album and in no mood to listen to a half written song idea. Uh Kiefer says, Andy is no longer with us and I miss him dearly. He was well over six feet tall and had <laughs> quite a presence. Yeah. Uh, he told me, Stop dicking around and get in here. There's work to do. We don't need yet another ballad. Under playful duress from Kiefer, Andy said, Okay, Thomas. Well, he was English. Johns <laughs> agreed to sit alongside Kiefer at the piano for an impromptu preview of his new song's first draft. I became carried away with my playing, and when I finally turned around to Andy, this hard-as-nails guy had a tear streaming down wow. his cheek. Kiefer recalls, at that moment, I knew I had quite a song. 
By Kiefer's own admission, Cinderella had been banging around the clubs of Philly before being discovered. And, uh, however, uh, yeah, uh, however, once, uh, Bon Jovi recommended them to his label, their rise seemed amazingly fast. Uh, Night Songs peaked at number three on Billboard's, uh, on, on America's Billboard chart, selling two million copies, later being certified triple plat. Damn. Uh, when Cinderella renewed their relationship with John's on the follow up, The Long Cold Winter, the inclusion of Don't Know What You Got was a complete no brainer. Uh, the problem was that we cut the song way too fast, so they had to start over again and slow down the drums, which we wanted to keep, uh, which is why they sound so huge, because Vera speeding affects the pitch. I listened back, you can't hear the drums, like, super loud in it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there was, there's a lot from this. Uh, he gets bummed that people, uh, accuse them of, uh, changing their style from record to record. To me, it was a progression. We became better musicians and learned how to paint landscapes using dobros, pianos, and harmonicas to build up the colors. The writing style didn't change at all because it was all based on the blues, country, and gospel, the ups and downs uh, of life or falling in out of out of love. This is the line I really like. Is uh, Cinderella's early status as press darlings would soon cool, and one bemused UK reviewer famously said of Long Cold Winter, Tom Kiefer wouldn't know the blues if somebody rubbed him face down in Mississippi mud. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a goddamn burn. Yeah, that's fucked up. What's huh. this British ass know about Mississippi? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> By contrast, don't know what you t- got till it's gone. Grew ever more popular and made a poignant appearance in the cartoon TV series South Park yeah, as Cartman lay motionless on his bed for its entire duration, uh, surrounded by tissues. Uh, Kiefer says that was hilarious. It really sums up what the song's about. <laughs> <laughs> I really respect his authority. It's <laughs> so great. Uh, um, yeah, he uh, he also he talks about. So I I don't know when this article is from. But I don't know if this is up to date, but he said that there was no hope of the this was in 2017 so he said there was no hope of uh of the band uh reuniting or anything and uh he might put out some more solo stuff but that was it but he said he was playing don't know what you got as a solo artist uh with his wife savannah and remodeled it in acoustic form for vh1 now we do it unplugged for a while before the band busts into the electric version that everybody knows uh it brings the house down every night he says smiling (laughs) um sometimes when savannah's not with me on tour at that part of the show when the roadies pull up the stools i'll call her and ask the audience to sing the chorus to her at the top of their lungs he adds it helps us both out Nobody wants to be lonely, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sad ass ending. All right. Uh, (laughs) If I was Savannah, I'd probably be like watching a movie or something. Like, all right, I'll do this shit again. (laughs) Honey, really? Bring it down the house again. (laughs) Do we really need Harrisburg to scream this shit at me? (laughs) Dude, you know what's great? Did you guys watch the video for this? Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. It must have cost. More than a Michael Bay movie. It it is. They're like in some rock island. It's gorgeous, and then they go to like fields of Ireland. It's like three different settings of the most gorgeous aerial shots in '88. '88. Do you no drones? Some asshole on a plane. Like it was. It's what they used to spend so much just to promote a song. It's un. It's unbelievable. And I think this might have. I could be wrong. I think this might have broken the rule. I want to say that that was the lead single on that record. 
that yeah. they went ballot oh, first. Yeah. I think I think that's right. And I want to point out earlier, I said the thing about the the hits or whatever with uh, I I knew that that wasn't on night songs. That's just what the song facts said. Sometimes people get pissy or whatever, but. Uh, don't get pissy, everybody. Don't get pissy. <laughs> I learned business. about this band yesterday. All right, this is <laughs> so fun to watch. I've heard so much in, in, in real time. Um, yeah, that's uh, no, that song is great though. It's yeah. uh, it's fun, and also the first YouTube comment was. Uh, I may be 50, but this is still my favorite band. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Yes. <laughs> I saw a really funny YouTube comment where some guy was like, I wore my Cinderella shirt to the gym, and all these guys looked at me like I was so old, dot, dot, dot. I'm 42. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait till you get in your 40s. It's really confusing. It really is where you're not as old as an old guy on the train, but you realize if you're 21, and saw you, you'd probably like look at that old guy in the train. Like that, <laughs> that is really where I'm at now in my mid forties. I feel good. I feel like I'm aging all right. But you look great. Thank James. you. But I have occasionally been called old guy, and girls I date <laughs> love to remind me I'm fucking old. Oh, you're so old. Well, you're fucking the old guy. What do you want? <laughs> Who's worse? It's gonna happen to you too. You should be so lucky. <laughs> You're fucking the old guy. You're fucking guy. the old guy. I said that to a girl the other day. You're fucking the old guy. Who do you care? It's your, you should get the fuck out. Back or, in my or day. Or call your dad. Back in my day, women were happy to go out and be taken out for a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you out for a smile. You broads want BTS tickets. <laughs> I'm taking you to a Rolling Stones cover band <laughs> with a dude from the golf course. You got uh, VIP seats next to the car, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right let's hear a couple we got three more songs here and we got to get to the the comments from uh from our listeners uh our next song here is somebody save me oh this is <laughs> somebody, like mask. Mask. Yeah, somebody save, save me <laughs> <laughs> you can't listen to this during the day. What we're doing is fucked up. This is wrong. <laughs> this is crossing. Wait, the- this is so funny right here. She just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> His voice does sound a lot like ACDC, like the Bon yeah. Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. I can't even what does he say in there? This is about the world going to shit in the late 80s, boys, which people were talking about. Someone did it really well. That guy was Prince with a double (laughs) album called Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times, yeah. And the title track tackles a lot of these issues very well. This was um the hair metal version (laughs) of Sign of the Times. Get with it. (laughs) He says, Yeah, I lost my job, they kicked me out of my tree. (laughs) 
my tree. Yeah, my tree. He talks so about funny. what nuclear waste and shit, right? <laughs> it's all kinds of wild stuff in there. Uh, something about that that line I put out earlier. That just get yourself a pretty wife. She'll collect your wife. life insurance when she connects you with a knife. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest fucking line in the world. <laughs> it's really spectacular, boys. <laughs> Like, how much is he worrying about getting stabbed by his wife? By his wife. <laughs> He's not. We all should be. We all should be. Have you looked at the calendar? Have you seen what's going on? Do you know that Brett Easton Ellis is writing American Psycho right now? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? At the same time that this music was coming out, mm-hmm. REM was crushing it. Right. Yeah. There was... There was Replacements. Um, there were, like, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, who's going to do it? Like, there was so much good... The, the Pixies had just formed. Yeah. Right. Like, there... There was so much of this. It, it's so fascinating. That is wild to think about the Pixies playing at the same time. Like starting, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, there, there was a the, the alt revolution was happening, and this indie. It's so crazy when I think we're all snobs, right? That's why you have this one right, podcast. Right. Like I went to school. I was going to be a critic. I, like I love it as yeah. much. as I love this dumb shit. I I mean I love all that good shit. And I've read sure. all about all that good shit, and it's crazy. I mean the critics talk about the eighties. Everyone thinks of the 80s of this shit, and they're like, oh, it stinks. It's corny, mm-hmm. but so many of the all-time greatest records came out in this era of just, like, post-punk and and some of the great indie shit, and it's, it's Sonic Youth was doing some wonderful mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Dinosaur Jr., all kinds yeah. of great stuff was coming out at the same time that you're here. Stab in with the <laughs> knife. Like, it's wild. Man, we got to do an appreciation of Dinosaur Jr. I love episode. that. I'm a big fan. Um, I love Dinosaur Jr. Uh, Jay Massis is God. Oh, my a God. Job, uh, our uh, magazine cover when it came out. Hell, yeah. I mean, he fucking rules. He's so cool. Uh, all right. Let's listen to Gypsy Road. Oh, can't take me home. Gypsy Road. It just dawned on me, like within probably about like eight months of this mm-hmm. coming out, mm-hmm. Soundgarden was putting out Ultra Mega OK, <laughs> and Nirvana was putting out Bleach. Wow, that's insanity. <laughs> that is crazy. Both inspired by this song. By this song, <laughs> yes. And the Golden Age of Hip Hop was starting. Yeah. So think about all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this charted at 51 in the States. Uh, the song is the uh, off Cinderella's second album, uh, The Long Cold Winter. I thought it said where it, uh, which single it was, but I guess it does not. I want to say that was the third. Yeah, it's either the second. I want to say, go, right. oh, this is just, let's savant it up here. <laughs> Let, let's. Uh, I want to say it was Don't Know What You Got. I want to say probably Gypsy Road, Going Home, and Last Mile. With this, the four in order. If I get this, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> I, I don't have a way of in America. It. So, <laughs> hey, if you're listening at home and you know, 
Give give my man his props. I remember being at the Orange County um, <laughs> Fair mm-hmm. on a goddamn uh, what are these those those things that go like this? Oh, uh, Ferris wheel. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and just everyone who works there is just looks like they, they got out of jail and had <laughs> to double back at a car wash. And the guy looked like he should be listening to this and was and blasted this song on a fucking loop. And we just got out of a Galvatron where they played an un, an unmake up Kiss album nonstop and we couldn't get off. It was a horrible 30 minutes. But so this, I, this was a, a palate cleanse. Yeah, yeah. I do have the singles in order. Let's oh, yes. And I will Good say job, that you should have stuck with your instincts. Because they put the ballot out second. It did go second. So what was Gypsy one? Road was one. Was one. Wow. Don't know what you got till it's gone was two. Last mile three. Coming home four. Oh, so I was all fucked up. <laughs> I'm glad they, that we. I'm glad. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, they list them in order facts. on uh, Wikipedia when you look up the look, feelings. Things. Don't yeah. care about your facts, Tommy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but it was your initial thing you said. Yeah. Let's put the ballot second. That's always mm-hmm. the rule. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember Gypsy Road even getting played on MTV at that point. Mm. But there was like a log jam. There was nothing but GNR and Def Leppard oh, and Metallica yeah. finally released a video. There you go. All right. Uh, we got, I believe, what, one more song? Uh, Shelter. Is it one or two? Am I cr- oh, yeah, it's one. Oh, God damn it. I lost it. Well, we had a good show. Oh, <laughs> oh no, this, no. I'm this kidding. might be the greatest hair metal song of all time. <laughs> Photograph? Uh, oh, yeah. That just started up. It that was, was my the first next... video I ever saw. Oh, shit. Changed wow. my life. Um, it's now. Look at this photograph. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you're gonna rank songs named photograph, there's a lot. I mean, that's the bot. All right, so number one is Def Leppard. Tread lightly. Number two, Weezer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that song. song. Great off the green record. Yeah, yeah, so good. Three, Ringo has a photograph. Mm. Why are you? Wait, did you? Def- did this podcast start because you were defending Nickelback? No, although we had somebody do that on the Patreon. We haven't had a main feed uh, Nickelback mm-hmm. uh, defense yet. I'd like to it be in the room like to Cold attack, <laughs> to physically assault. I would like amnesty. I feel like you can assault someone for their band taste. This is like the UN. You're allowed in this studio. <laughs> I uh, no, it's I, I do press. Yes, <laughs> I will say. I will say have, when we did listen to them on the Patreon, there are. I was reminded that there are some Nickelback songs that I do enjoy. I mean, how you remind me? Still, goes, oh yeah, yeah. is that the big one? Yeah, yep. that was their first hit. Yeah, right. and then the uh, rock stars fun too. <laughs> rock stars silly. All right, let's hear "Shelter Me." Did you it might be there's a dojo guitar. This is a flop. Still a thing at this point, and they put out a gospel single. And the video has Little Richard, and it's basically 
pro some censorship the video <laughs> that we all need to be sheltered a little bit that's good very funny it's also the line is it just sounds stupid we all need a little shelter it's a like little. shelter is one of the basic human needs <laughs> real shelter this is shelter we have four walls around us, boys. Yeah, right there's now, like yeah. yeah that is truly one of yeah we do need that um it's, we all need a little shelter it's almost like tom Kiefer got the memo that grunge and alt music was coming yeah and he you can't fire me i quit because this was a flop like this video played like eight times disappeared and within months it was allison chains nonstop on the mtv like it was that's it was that quick like he knew he could smell it it's like we'll just put out this record for us and go away well, uh, everyone else went kicking and screaming. Warrant still thought they had a run. Winger still thought they had a, a run. Is there a shot at uh, at Tipper Gore in this? I, I didn't hear all the lyrics, but uh, the, multiple people in the comments are talking about Tipper Gore. <laughs> it says, Heather from Holbrook says, Gotta love the Tipper Gore dig. And uh, Tipper Gore did so much for the safety of children. Free speech is what our founding fathers felt was most important. Hence the first amendment. Uh, Even unpopular free speech is supposed to be protected. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. What did or could Tipper do to protect the kids? (laughs) Sarcastic ass. (laughs) Um, See, I always thought that this was... See, I guess now... See, I'm learning from you guys. God bless. (laughs) I don't know if that's what supposed. I guess that they're implying that this was... uh, sarcastic yeah we all need a little shelter i thought it really was it telling might be, me though. that I we need tell. a little bit of censorship mm. because yeah the pr whatever mc that that d, man d snyder to this day will not let it go how much he owned the senate when he was <laughs> at that hearing mm. him and john denver and frank zappa uh they, i mean they were people forget though so when they put the stickers on these records yeah. it's the greatest mm-hmm. thing to happen to music yeah, all every record that had a sticker sold like a oh, hundred thousand yeah. to five hundred thousand more. Like it was, I had a shirt that said "Parental Advisory." <laughs> yeah, explicitly yeah. wore it every other day in high school. <laughs> every other day, yeah, it was. So it, but this was like a big deal. They were doing censor our music. Yeah, fucking great. It did feel cool to have one of those albums. Like whenever you saw that on an album, you were like, "This is gonna fucking rule." Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I would never buy one. It was illegal. When <laughs> oh, I had it, it felt good. Almost as good as when I got that vivid video starring the, <laughs> the wicked stepsisters in the breakout film. Uh, all right, that's the playlist. We have another segment to get to before we wrap this thing up. We got to get to the people who listen to this show. They like to give their thoughts on whatever bands we're talking about. And so first we go to the people who are on our Patreon. By the way, uh, welcome new patron, Kerwin Vega. Cool name. Ooh. Um, it's a Muppet-ass name. I like it. <laughs> Kerwin. Um, uh, all right, so the people I posted uh, today, we were talking about Cinderella and... Uh, Larry G. Huffman says, My wife and I fostered a pair of great Pyrenees puppies that were named Jack and Gus Gus after the mice in the movie. That breed gets as big as a small horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crying, laughing. <laughs> of course, talking about the film Cinderella. What the fuck? I definitely, I think I said the band Cinderella. <laughs> Nick Clerkin says, Tommy's favorite part is when the mice turn into horses. God damn it. <laughs> There's a running bit that Tommy's into horses. <laughs> yeah, they're good animals. Have to explain. Good animal. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I just needed you to know because I think there's going to be a lot of references <laughs> to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. on. 
Adam Shellhammer says, uh, what a weird time for popular music the mid-80s was. I was five years old and my brother, eight or nine, when he purchased his first cassette tape of Cinderella's Night Songs at the Musicland in Marion, Indiana. <laughs> I still don't know why the short-lived trend was for hair metal bands to dress in drag, but Cinderella somehow still seemed edgy to a little kid. I'm still surprised they didn't get as popular as some of the other hair metal bands. They had a song called Once Around the Ride that probably reminds Tommy of his last trip to the horse stables. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, three for three. Uh, uh, Quinn says, I'm just here to find out why Rich Strike isn't running the Preakness, Tommy. Wow. (laughs) That's a horse name. Let's just say that Rich Strike has got other plans. (laughs) (laughs) Little Airbnb. (laughs) Just Tabor said, Somebody save me. Uh, this better be a damn appreciation episode. <laughs> Cinderella defines <laughs> underrated <laughs> metal. Shake me might get the fucking party going, but hot and bothered is what Tommy pregames to before horsing around. <laughs> we did it, folks. All the comments 100%. on the Patreon. <laughs> That's the triple crown right there. <laughs> there it is. What's that ticket thing? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Tommy, do we, do we get anything on the Twitter? Just one on the Twitter. Your old friend of the show, John Rosenberger, said, Don't know what you got till it's gone is a sleeper hit. Oh. Shit. All right. We'll just read a couple on the Facebook. Um, Matt Alonzo Morning, who just uh, executed a, a fantastic limestone comedy festival from all I hear. Everybody said it was great. So, congrats. Uh, and a uh, reminder I will be in Indiana this weekend at the Helium Comedy Club in uh, Indianapolis, Friday and Saturday. So, come out to that. Matt says, I will. Uh, I always respected the fact that they did the full teased hair, makeup, and glam outfits that was the dominant hair metal trend of the time simply to get a multi-album record deal. And then their second record is basically a 70s blues rock album, and they were just wearing jeans and t-shirts from then on out. That's interesting. What do you think? It is. And a lot of these guys didn't wear the dresses and full-on look like women till Poison. Poison really changed everything because mm-hmm. everyone was just trying to look like Mad Max mm-hmm. because of Motley Crue. Interesting. And then Poison came out from Pittsburgh, of all places, going, hey, we want to look like your sister. (laughs) And it worked. God damn it. Talk dirty to me. (laughs) All right. I'll just read two more comments here. Tim McLaughlin says, who's on the show today? My Uncle John. (laughs) (laughs) Your Uncle James. (laughs) Close enough. And then finally, Mark Handelman says, did did Tommy finally stop saying nay to doing hair metal bands? I don't even think that's a thing. (laughs) That's terrific. Uh, All right. Uh, Oh, and then uh, he... He uh, continued with, there were other hair bands that tried to follow Cinderella's blues rock sound and no one could come close. It's also why 94 is still climbing holds up overall compared to other hair bands trying to sound contemporary. Uh, also, I'm sorry, Tommy. <laughs> uh, all right, that brings us to the final part of this show here, James. Uh, we are going to rate the playlist out of six, but before we do that, you get to give us your final thoughts on Cinderella. They are, they stand out amongst those bands in lots of ways. I do think they're darker. I think the writing is better than a lot of these bands. Um, I think Tom Kiefer tried to say things other than I'm going to feel you up in the back of a car. He did plenty of that too, (laughs) but everyone else was just trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think they're an interesting band if they would have came five years earlier, five years later. The songs are still there because without songs, you can't have a record, guys. That's but, a great point. But um, those songs could be slightly different. They might be a different band, and mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see. I think they were talented. I think Kiefer's a talented dude, 
And I still love them a lot. And um, they don't get the credit of the Motley Crue's or the Poison. I think they're better than Poison. Crew is a better band. If you put Def Leppard in there, Def Leppard's better. They're, but they're definitely, if we're going to do a Mount Rushmore of those bands, mm-hmm. I'd say they're in it. And I think they're, if they're the Beatles, they're the Ringo of the of hair metal. They just don't get enough respect, and they yeah. uh, should. So that's I what it. I have to say about Well put. Somebody save me. Well put. Uh, all right, this is a tough playlist for me because... I like I said, didn't know a lot about the band. I did know the songs "Nobody's Fool" and uh, "Don't Know What You Got" before this very day. Um, but uh, I did have fun listening to the music. It was a good time. Makes you feel good. I yeah. think you did a great job putting this together. I learned. I learned a lot about this band. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> but I, I, I learned a lot about that. How often does that sentence come? Those two sentences back to back. I learned a lot about this band. I learned a lot about myself. What band? Cinderella. Yeah. Never been done ever in its life. Uh, having said all that, uh, 3.8 out of 6. Tommy, what do you got? I was literally going to say 3.75. So that's very funny. We're right on the yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not like one of those people who's like allergic to this type of music at all. I, I found it really enjoyable. I thought it was well, fun. Then, what are those hives about? <laughs> oh, yeah, what's going on with those? Do we do some cro- uh, cortisone? Uh, some of it was definitely silly in the way that you were talking silly. about before, uh, yeah. which is more fun to listen yeah. to than if it's not. But that, yeah, I think uh, I do like their sound better than some of the stuff that's not influenced by classic rock in yes. that way. Like I like to hear some piano in there. And so, yeah. you know, and I, I thought it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. So oh, yeah, yeah. 3.75 out of six. And James, you get to rate the playlist as well. Uh, six, six. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I sequenced this perfectly. I thought, so of course, <laughs> I'm gonna, no. uh, I'll say, I'll give it a four and a half. Be <laughs> oh, yeah. You can give it a six. I love when people don't give it a six. It's so funny. Remember I went um, from this to fucking Beck's loser. So I have that in my head. <laughs> right? I have the, the grunge era of like, oh, I'm not that great. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but James, this has been so fucking fun. And you got some stuff to promote. Let's get it out there for the people. Buddy, uh, please, uh, thank you so much for having This is so great. I love this so concept. Fun, I love you too. I love you love too you, on brother. this concept. I love every. I, I don't love that I'm saying concept. <laughs> like I'm a goddamn, like I work for the other side of the business. This concept has legs, baby. I sound like the character Pink Floyd's making fun of it and have a cigar. We can all come together as a team. Um, uh, June 3rd, I'm releasing my special oh, on yeah. YouTube's exclusively. It's called The Check Spot. Yes. It already was released as an album, but this is almost completely different. There's barely any crossover maybe 10 minutes this is the worst if you're a comedy fan the worst part of a comedy show is when the bills come out on the road headliners get it mm-hmm. you're killing and then all of a sudden how yeah. much for this it, and then yeah. every headliner goes to crowd work and nude shit yeah um in the city in new york city and, and showcase rooms it's usually young comics or the host i decided to stay on stage and record um a q a with the audience this is two full q a's Piece together with some interviews. It's in black and white. It looks like film noir. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. It's The Check Spot, directed by Patrick Holbert. It is fucking great. And June 2nd, New York Comedy Club. We will be screening it at midnight. I'm having a show at 10.30 with Night Cream, Greg Stone's yes! band. Oh, yes, we, we love, love Andy Cassandra's, Phil Hanley, and yeah, uh, Andy Fiore. It's, I will be hosting. I'll be getting drunk. And at midnight, <laughs> we will be screening it. I don't even know if this thing can follow. If any... Special that's about the the uh, check spot can follow night cream. It will be this. So come to this yes. goddamn thing. <laughs> Dude, June second, New York Comedy Club, ten thirty, and then uh, at midnight on June third, 
on YouTube. The Hell Jack's yeah. Spot. Thank you for letting me promote this, guys. Course, I'm very proud man. of it. And this show's the greatest thing in the goddamn world. Hey, <laughs> you're so the greatest. It, James, James, definitely fucking yeah, check out James' awesome. shit. I'm excited to see uh, it. Yeah. James is the fucking best, and you're going to have a great time with that. I can't wait. It's, I can't wait to see that. And I want to get over to that show. I like, Come to show, boys. So fun. Yeah. You're going to see me drunk as a skunk? Eating up a monk, baby. Oh, shit. Leave the monks out of it. Is that off the third Cinderella album? Is that lyrics? Or is that more of a winger lyric? Really quick, I like I said, I'll be in Indianapolis this coming weekend. We're we're doing a a pop up show. Just announced. Just announced. New Uh, Orleans. We're doing New Orleans. Come on, yes. The precursor for my bachelor party. (laughs) We need people. It's me, Shane Torres, and Tommy. We're doing a small theater. We're terrified. No one is going to come. We we announced it very late. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, I'm doing my first album uh, at the end of the year in uh, in Fort Collins at the Comedy Four. So please come to that. Also, just uh, added to their website in uh, September. I'll be at Kansas City Comedy Club. I'll be uh, at High Plains. I'm going to be at Ann- in Ann Arbor, Michigan, at the uh, comedy showcase there. Rumors in Winnipeg. I got a bunch of stuff coming up. So get over there. Check out my website. All that good stuff. Tommy. Uh, yeah, just come to that show in New Orleans, and uh, I love you guys. We love you. <laughs> Thanks again, James. You're Thank the fucking you, boys. man. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye. What's up, y'all? It's this week's We Went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Cinderella. Not the movie, though. Sorry. Um, So it's interesting because Cinderella was kind of in my wheelhouse. I was a big, like, sort of hair metal cassette buyer around this time. And I remember when their first album was released, and, of course, they were... Like, it looks like a very staged photo of they're all just, like, trying to look a certain way. And that made sense because, you know, hair metal at that point was really hot. But, like, reading about them, I don't know this is exactly who they were. They just were sort of trying to fill a void or, I guess, sort of pile on. But I will say that, like, there's one song on the first album that was a hit. And I'm going to get them mixed up, but they had the two hits. One of them was on the first album. And the other one was on that second album. And they both were kind of ballady type hits. But I remember, and just now listening again, the thing that kind of stood out about them was that their singer kind of sucked. Like, he like can't really sing. Like, it's very, like, almost off-putting, like... You know, maybe he's going uh, for ACDC type vocals, but like it's just not there. But like there's something also interesting about it. Like, and I always make fun of Rob Thomas, or no, not Rob Thomas, the guy from Third Eye Blind, whatever the fuck his name is, where like they were like a famous band where like the guy just legitimately just cannot sing. Uh, Like he's just out of key. And like this is kind of in that same way, but it works. So like, I don't know. Like, this is a stretch because they were really not. I mean, they were, they, because the genre was so big, there was a moment where Cinderella was kind of big. But this is kind of like doing, like, last, like the fray or whatever. It's just they kind of were never really a thing as much as it may be the person who, um, and in last week's case, um, the fray. I mean, they, you know, certainly they were. Like, people know them, but they weren't a big deal. So, anyway, all right, I'll talk to you guys later.